we are. Hello. You're in the engine room. It's the engine room, everyone. Welcome. This is episode two. Episode two of the engine room. Yeah. Welcome. Good stuff. You're welcome. Just listening to this. Oh, that's a cool hat. Yeah. Just don't feel right without a hat right now. I love how it's like sticking up out of the top of the headphones. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this song is kind of a good meditation. It's sort of, uh, it kind of sets the tone a little. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. That's real important. Setting the tone. For another successful Engine Room podcast. Right here on... Engine room. The engine room. Yeah. We're just killing it. Just killing it today. It's amazing. I'm actually just wondering when the song is over. It's going to be a while. So oh, we gotta, really? we're going to have to fade it out maybe later. Oh, okay. It's about three quarters of the way done. Okay. So what? how do we make use of this song right now? Do we try to make lyrics for it? Yeah. You want to lay down a freestyle? Yeah. You'd be like, huh. Engine room. Jump in, I don't know, I'm like Yeah, I mean I'm just I'm just meditating on that. The engine room That's good. Okay. Cool. Alright. So Alright. So how's your uh how's your week going? It's Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. Nice. Mardi Gras. Show me them twins, right? Let's let's have a, I'd like to do a call out uh, to uh, Richard Jordan. Oh, nice. Because um, I I noticed that they're having a Mardi Gras brouhaha at Queensbury. So I just wanted to draw attention to that only because I saw it and also... I wanted to test out um, this call-out technique just where I'm calling out. Yeah, I mean, sending out some positive energy into... Yeah, I mean, you know. yeah, it doesn't have to be positive. That's good. Okay. It could be negative, too. But for Richard, it's definitely overwhelmingly positive. Right, it's... Yeah, call-outs are generally positive. Yeah. So maybe calling you out could be the negative one. Maybe. Or maybe. I'm calling out, but I'm going to do a call out. Maybe now, that's... right. Yeah. We're going to call you out. Yeah, Richard's great. You know, we should get him on this podcast. Um, yeah. Now we're calling him out. We're calling him out. We're calling you out, Richard. <laughs> Richard's great. He's a good friend of ours, and he can add some perspective. Uh, he's been really successful, and um, maybe he can lend some some insight into his success and how we can be successful like Richard. Yeah. That's where we're all concerned about here is, um, turning, turning rags into success. The rags, engine broom. Rag and bone. You know, that rag guy, and rag and bone. bone man. No. He has that song called uh human. How does it go again? It's kind of reminds me of Richard's voice a little bit. 
All right. Human. Sounds, well, it's a very provocative title. Yeah, you know, it was a European song, and it got to the top of the charts in Europe. and then, But in the U.S., the companies, for whatever reason, maybe they didn't make enough money on it. It just kind of face planted here in the U.S. I mean, it, it was How around. does it go again? Like, can you sing the melody a little bit? Yeah, it's like, um, I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put the blame on me. All right. Don't put the blame on me. That's like the whole thing. Sounds kind of like Avicii or something. Yeah, yeah. kind of. A little. Avicii inspired probably. Could be. But I like that it was a big guy. You know, he's like kind of heavy. Right. That know. just adds to the image. Like, whoa, there's like some weight behind these words. Yeah. And it's nice to see a guy that has, you know, some soul in his voice that's a big guy instead of like these little, you know, Scrotty no offense, no offense, but, you know, a little skinny, like, you know, five foot one tenors, high tenors, uh-huh. you know. So Which easy for cool. them. So easy. It's just uh, right. women, women love it. They like a voice that sounds like theirs. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. You know, no offense to anyone who's short of stature. A lot of my good friends are, are shorter. Um, but, you know, it okay. is nice to see someone outside of that norm, you know. Uh-huh. It's like seeing a, a woman model that's, you know, kind of doesn't Plus look size. like a. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like Real women look. Amy know. Schumer? I don't know about Amy Schumer, but <laughs> she, I didn't know she was a model. <laughs> model citizen, maybe. Okay. Of, of dick and fire jokes. But yeah, anyway. I don't even know much about that. Um, yeah, so what do you want to talk about today? I don't know. I uh, have something. I don't know if it's appropriate. Anything goes here. You know that. I know, but um, not in that sense. But I don't know if it's bringing too much of the real world into this world. You know, like I want to like be cognizant of when that's happening and not, you know, because like we're in a, we're in a capsule, we're in a special um, cocoon traveling through time and space right now where um, perhaps though it's, it's kind of a shithole because like, you know, it's always either too humid or too dry or too cold, or too hot, and maybe 10% of the time, like, throughout the seasons, maybe it'll be, like, okay, kind of. But then it'll probably still be dusty. You mean the room in here? Yeah, the room yeah, in. it fucking sucks. It it's is It's a tough. shithole. So even though it's our shithole, I'm not going to fucking sugarcoat that and say, oh, well, you know, it's a fucking shithole, man. <laughs> so, so... Yeah, we, well, we like to upgrade. We want you to know that when we're we're here, we're we're struggling actually. Like, I mean, to spend more than like two hours here, you know, like you dry the fuck up. Like, you literally feel like you're. I I the other day I felt like I was having a heart attack. Oh man! I was like, dude, what's wrong? Like, I was like my my chest. I kept grabbing my. I was like, oh, so like, maybe gotta like like massage it out or like stretch it out or whatever. And then, huh. you know, I checked the humidity gauge and it's like, Oh, well, yeah, it's a fucking 20% humidity in here. And you know, I, the fucking, that thing ran out of water. Yeah. So man, I was 
parched the fuck up, man. And even now, like, you know, I'm at a distance from that thing. I'm getting parched. I got my water right here. But I I went outside and I took some deep breaths and I was like, oh, shit. Thank God I'm not having a heart attack. It's like, mm. it's just too fucking dry in this room, man. It's like a fucking coffin and shit. It is. It is. It's horrible. The last place we were in, it was, a, it was literally a fucking factory for coffins. It was literally... I shit you not. I just wanted to say that because I want you to understand the level of um, seriousness because it was literally a factory for coffins that was known by locals in the neighborhood. They were like, oh, the coffin factory. And yeah. uh, that was, you know, we went there because it was as cheap as possible in New York. Um, but it would it would flood like every two, literally every two weeks it would flood like up to a couple inches of water. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a sense maybe that would happen, like just in case, like maybe we should have known from the fucking leaking pipe in the other room with like a fucking huge uh, like plastic bin to like capture water set up over there. <laughs> Somehow we didn't fucking put two and two together, but once it started flooding, it was like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. It's Luckily, incredible. we had some of our stuff off the ground, but eventually, you know, we got dinged a few times with some of our equipment. But yeah. it would be humid as fuck in there, you know? It would be humid. It Definitely. would be 80, like, and there's people who didn't clean up in their rooms. They have black mold oh, just totally. lining the bottoms of their uh, floor, you know? Yeah. It was like huge. having a wet basement in the Midwest somewhere where it just rains. But when you have a wet basement, there's basically a river in your basement. Like my buddy Phil has a place up in Vermont, and he has a wet basement. And when it rains, there's literally water by design sort of running through the basement. And that's sort of what we were in, unbeknownst to us. We had yeah, to do a lot. Was, we, we bought a dehumidifier. It's just impossible to work in there. Yeah. And every time it would rain, I would just run over there. One of us would. <laughs> And just, you know, get ready with the uh, shop vac and yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Every but, time it rains, you're just like, is the studio okay? And it's like, <laughs> probably not if it's more than an inch of rain or something. Right. Yeah, so we moved bad. out of there, you know. It's pretty bad. Needless to say. Yeah. We, we were hoping to it would another shithole. Like, I mean, it's like progressively kind of less shitholier. Shitholier. Yeah. Like yeah. this one. If, yeah, I mean, the setup is okay. Maybe it could be a little wider. Yeah, I can't really complain, but yeah, just the dryness, the humidity, the the freezingness. Like, li literally, like, I've been here when it's like 50, 60 degrees outside where people are like, oh, shit, so warm. I'm going to wear short sleeves. Yeah. And in here, I was freezing. Like, I have to wear a, a coat or, um, you know, like my especially the feet area would just be frigid. Like my toes would be frozen. I'm like, why is it so cold in here? But yet it's 60 degrees outside. I don't understand. So we, you know, we'd have to turn on the space heater or whatever, but yeah. then it would get fucking dry. You know, it gets too dry. <laughs> you run the space heater, it gets too dry. Anyway. Well, I have a tiny a, violin here that's, you know, playing a sad song. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I was just about to say, I know I'm complaining a lot. <laughs> Um, oh, that's okay. But we just want to set the stage for future uh, shows when you just know the conditions that we have to work in. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's kind of a common theme here in New York. You know, the landlords really run stuff around here. And um, 
we pay close to five hundred dollars for a month for this tiny room. Yeah, this show. And uh, the bathrooms are. Anyway, I mean, we don't be, need to keep talking worse. about it. Could be worse, <laughs> but. But, you know, we're thankful that we, in a way, no, we're not thankful because it's New York. We're not going to be thankful about that. We're just going to say, all right, whatever, New York. It is what it is. You're being New York, but <laughs> probably the cheapest we could find even other than this is like even double the price of this. So it's just like. Yeah, that's true. You're just that's fucked true. either way. I don't know. Yeah, so we'll Wait, Is that some... like other places, other cities, anyone out there? Can you remark on that? Like, what's your rehearsal studio space like, you know? Yeah, it's much nicer. Than, I'm sure this is rock bottom, you know, the city. It's got to yeah. be. Unless you're in, like, you know, the Middle East or... Yeah, I mean, for this, you like, know. you should be paying, like, nothing for it. Like, like oh, yeah, I got a shithole, but it's fucking cheap, They you should know? be paying us, And then bro. we feel good about it, Like, oh, whatever, we'll deal with it. It's cheap. But it's like, fuck, man. You got to pay, yeah. like, like, serious money for this place? <laughs> like, well, you know, it's the life of an artist, you know. I'm going to I'm gonna give a call out to my buddy Mitchell Yoshida, who is a keyboard player extraordinary, plays a lot of instruments, mm-hmm. trombone being one. But anyway, he's – Mitchell used to live in a basement apartment over on McKibben Street at 248 McKibben. And, you know, he had a bunch of gigs going on all the time. And the thing he dealt with at his place – I mean, you could kind of rehearse there anytime, which is nice. But he had giant rats running around in his no basement way. apartment. Really? You know, so it's always something, you know. Right now, my apartment is tiny. It's yeah. like I can barely fit a queen bed in my bedroom. And only one person can be in the kitchen. It just gets insane. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just that New York thing, right? Maybe, yeah. the, maybe the best art comes out of the struggle, but I'm not really maybe. sure. But, you know, like. I was just uh like like um over in Europe, right? They they live even smaller sometimes. But somehow they I don't know if how happy they are with it, you know, like they and they you know, they have like fucking Murphy beds and shit. Yeah. Um but it seems that maybe they have it worked out a little better. Like it just seems a little bit more like ad hoc like ramshackle here, like like it's yeah. just cheaply done. It's not yeah, thoughtfully right. like laid out, you know. And like if you go to really like Amsterdam, down. it's like you know they're it's like shipbuilders, so they're used to dealing with like you know cramped spaces and making it like super efficient. Where they're like un, they're like some of the tallest people in the world, but their fucking houses are like tiny because oh, like, it's like a, it's like you're on a ship. Amsterdam's incredible. <laughs> yeah. But here stuff just gets really crazy. I mean, I sent my landlord a letter that was about all the stuff wrong in my apartment because it just got to be too much. I came home and used the bathroom and my toilet started leaking out of the bottom. Right now, this one? This apartment? Yes, yep, yep. And, you know, so it was kind of one of those last straw moments. And then, you know, our windows don't really open. Um, My wife, Lindsay, hi, Lindsay. She can't open the windows in our kitchen. call out to Lindsay. It's a call out. Call out to Lindsay. Yeah. And she's been great, a great sport, you know, yeah. and, and whatever. But, you know, how much can you really take? How much can you take? So, anyway. The human being t- can take a lot of punishment. Yeah. A lot of punishment. And I'm lucky. I mean, there's people in the world sleeping on can dirt take floors. torture, you know? like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, amazing. you know, mental health is something, you know, that it's affected. 
and you have to sort of remain humble, I think. That's my philosophy. If I start feeling sorry for myself, I have to just kind of ride the subway and look around and you feel a little better. (laughs) So, anyway. Yeah. Pack your bags. We're going on a guilt trip. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's, it's, how can you, how can you rectify one thing with the other? Like, how can you, you know, I took the subway here, which uses electricity. Um, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, I don't want to get into a carbon footprint yeah. conversation. Well, Tesla but. was going to make electricity free for everyone, right? That's what Tesla is until Elon Musk took his name and started charging people for it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of fucked up. And he also kind of kind stole of that up, logo. Elon. He stole that logo from MC Escher, you know? Yeah, he just... The T logo. Just, he just goes all out with the Silicon Valley thing. Like, fuck it. No yeah. one's going to stop me. Like, if they want to stop me, they'll stop me. Otherwise, I can't stop myself. Yeah. I'm fucking crazy, bro. Well, I think in art, you know, he he sees himself as an artist. And a lot of artists that are successful Mm. just basically steal everything that they make popular. Yeah. Like Banksy, that fucker. Stealing everything, that motherfucker. You know, so as an artist, I think you have to make a choice a lot of times, you know, is what's what's where's your moral line are you okay with stealing this but not that just even the words we're saying are stolen someone else uttered these yeah decades before we were everything is false right so maybe you can (laughs) everything we're saying right now is completely false and like ephemera it it doesn't exist now you're immersed (laughs) now you are Immersed, immersed. Now there's nothing to talk about. It's totally, it's totally done. Everything, the mystery is all gone. It's completely fucking eradicated. Just like that bare naked lady song, you know. I, I, I really uh-huh. don't like that which, song. Which, oh, what? It's been. It's been all been done. Oh, that one. Uh, I, I like the other song, but yeah, that one's yeah. okay. Well, bare naked ladies, they're like a Canadian bar band that got famous because they're just really. Are talented. they Canadian? Yeah. Uh, no wonder they had the that. balls to fucking do that song, you know? Hey. It's been one week since it looked at me. Like, yeah. just go all out with it, because that's the only way to make that song work. You can't do a half-assed version of that song. People just laugh at you. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. But when you go all out with it, like people are like, yeah, let me dance. <laughs> yeah, and you know, that okay, made like Canadian nerdy. Bar band, man. It just made nerdy people wow. feel cool when they could do that like rap right. thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chickity China, China on the Chinese, Chinese chicken. chicken. There you go. <laughs> See how cool I am? Yeah. I can do that. So cool, man. Yeah. So cool. Sailor Moon. You know? Right. It's like one step away from from Vanilla Ice, you know? Because Vanilla Ice was, had this kind of like it's gangster kind of lean going on. He was like, thought he was gangster. He talks about A1A. Right there you go. Beachwood Avenue. Right? Was that right? I think it's Beach Beachfront Beach Beachfront? Who cares? No offense, Florida, but honestly, no one even knows cares? what that is, really, unless you look. What, it up, like so we're gonna matter. like no? It's not like you guys are telling each other like, "Yo, A one A, man!" Yeah. Like we know you're not doing that, so don't fucking take offense, man. Right? Yeah, don't even fool anybody. Fuck that shit, bro. But he was kind of borrowing from this like black culture sampling thing. Well, and, yeah, and it's just so funny to see him now because he's got like a beard and. He's riding around on wave runners and stuff, which is like yeah, like if you're gonna go into it, go for life, you know, like thug for life. Why? It was just a, it was just a jaunt, you know, for a few years of, of your 
you know, just exploring different aspects of your identity. But it's like, yeah. man, if you're going to like take from it, go all in, man. Like f- for life. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, like it's confusing. Like what? Oh, what about, um, it's um, embarrassing. who's the, uh, Yiddish, uh, reggae artist. Amadis Yahoo. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Now, now yeah. he doesn't, now, um, he doesn't wear those, the garb anymore. It's not trendy anymore. I mean, look at Snoop Dogg. He he became Snoop Lion, and everyone was like, uh, "I don't. I'm not going to listen to that." It was just a little too much. It was like you know he thought he could get away with that cultural appropriation, you know. But right. but even as a black man, you can't appropriate other black uh-huh. culture that's not your own I because see. it just uh, yeah. it never feels right, you know. So how can anyway. you? Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, these are <laughs> shark infested waters. Yeah. Troll infested waters into so, waters. Well, so what do you think about people from other cultures? You know, there's, no. there's, is there a fine line between appropriation and like showing respect? You know, I mean, I'm thinking about something I saw about Ariana Grande, which I love her voice and she's, she's fabulous. She's, you know, she's one of those pop artists that, that really broke through. She strong. deserves it. Well, have you seen the Seven Rings video? Her new video? No, I don't care. So so this video, she is in front of this quote unquote trap house and you know, she looks like a black no! woman. <laughs> okay, man. You're I have no choice but to be immersed. Obviously, you're gonna tell me the story regardless. I yeah. I already painting a picture in my head. Even yeah. though I know very little even about the situation, but I've, I've begun paint. I'm just letting you know. Well, check this video the picture out. Picture is forming in my head. Oh, shit. Whoa. Yeah, kind of works there, actually. Yeah, so. Yeah, that was unexpected. We yeah, heard some. Um, we'll just leave Actually, that com- like very appropriate uh, soundtrack music yeah. um, to what we were talking about, but. Yeah, so we just turned it off. Okay, so back to my original question. Yeah. How do you pay respect to cultures as an artist and a musician? Fuck without, respect. Without appropriation. How's that? You can't respect. I don't think you can try to respect a culture. I don't think it's impossible. As an artist, you shouldn't. Well, I mean, you paid homage to a lot of different cultures in the Simbi Zombies film. So I'm curious what your you know, right. What's your take on like, if I want to play jazz, to be a hypocrite, if I want to play jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what right do you away? have, man? Yeah. What right. right, right. To, how dare you? And you know, do I, you have to, who do you ask permission to? And what are you even aspiring to do with that? I mean, I think at the end of the day, really, you got to ask yourself an honest question. That's the only thing that matters. But a lot of people live in a bubble. So, they ask themselves that question and they're like, well, and then they answer it just way too easily. Like you got to ask yourself that question and it, it literally has to be somewhat brutal. Like actually the more brutal it is, the better. And you're not going to like it. But, um, when you come out of that, then, and you're being honest with yourself and you feel like, okay, you know what? I stand by that. I can explain that. And, um, I don't have to do that and maybe I won't or maybe I'll just do it in a different way with a different swagger about it or like a different, you know, it really just comes down to the artist's intention, you know, 
Sure. Like if they're just trying to self-aggrandize um, and they've fooled themselves into thinking it's something else. I mean, does it even really fucking matter? You know, like, but, but I think the question revolves around intention. That's mm. where it is, but it doesn't really matter what the answer is, you know? Cause like people can see like, Oh, maybe he's being self-grandizing. I don't like that. So that's not. Okay. So the flip side is how does one as an artist appropriate white culture? What do you think? Well, I mean, the the thing is, it's not it's not considered that there is a white culture, or you know, like it's kind of like it is everything and nothing and anything at the same time. So it's just kind of like I don't know. You were like immersed in it anyway. So it's, right, <laughs> like, it's just like I don't know. Like, why even ask the question? I'm kind of getting like like to a point where I'm like, you know what? Like, why even ask these questions? Like, we should just trust ourselves. Oh, you know, I do. If we've I like. If we've taken ourselves seriously, you know, and um, I mean, there's going to be outliers, but they're going to be obvious. Like, oh, that, those are one of those outliers that they think they're fucking like serious, but obviously they're a fucking joke. Or sometimes there's such a joke that it's like, you know what? It's actually something because like there's such a joke and they don't even realize what kind of fucking joke it is. So it just amazing. But but it's something, just something to grab onto, whether it's a joke or it's become something more meaningful and then everywhere in between, it's just the means of, uh, it's just a medium, you know? So that's what it is. Like it's, it's hard to say what it should be or what shouldn't be, hmm. but you know, I think art is all about intention at the end of the day. Like, what are you trying to attend? It doesn't have to be what comes out. It doesn't have to be consistent with that, but it just has to be, cause you got to put a lot of effort into one thing. You got to like basically go all in on one idea. You know, and just like do more work on that than anybody else would conceivably want to do with their, their life ever, you know? And then that's how you like create something. You know, you know think, I'm kind of right? reminded of the No Effects song, Kill All the White Men. You know uh, that song? No, actually. And it's just great because No Effects, most of their fans are white men. Uh-huh. And it's just awesome to see them performing this song. <laughs> that's, uh, it's literally Kill All the White Men. It's art, man. Yeah. It's yeah, just kind of like helps, re- like, relieve that little pressure point where it's like, oh, fuck, man. Why are everyone like want to kill us? It's like, all right, fuck it. Kill yeah. us. <laughs> it's That's, like, all right, yeah, yeah I mean, it doesn't mean anything. So like, I think art is a way to massage out those like little tense spots where people get like uptight about something, but you just take, you make it more meaningful than what people think it is politically. So that like you take away, yeah, like the politics of it, where the oppression of it. You're just right. like, oh, you know what? That's that's fine. Well, like, that's whatever. the good thing about being yeah. being an artist in punk or metal or an independent artist yeah. for that matter. Because if these artists that are major that we're talking about came out with a song called "Kill Whitey," you know, I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't do well, right? I mean, it might not end well for them, right? I guess. Or like Who knows? you know, like Prodigy, uh, "Smack My Bitch Up," you know. That's yeah, like, right. Yeah, it's kind of like. I mean, that's, a, that's like, it's, it would be sad if that song was not made. It's just, I mean, you could smack anyone up, though, right? I mean, I already feel like trouble brewing by speaking um, on this. Wait, what are you yeah, writing? But, yeah. Yeah, but what are you writing, I'm what are you just making down notes there? on uh, that, that song. That probably right, smack Maybe we can drop up. it in or something a little. Yeah, yeah.
But you know that song is incredible. Oh, it's so badass. And the the video was like groundbreaking. I mean, I remember seeing that on MTV back in the yeah, day. Late it's like, at night. If you think Diane Ward is like you know badass, like this is like probably what they were inspired by. Like yeah, you know. Which I mean, not to take away from them, but I mean, at least the songs like they're a lot of the they're more complete. The Prodigy songs are like complete ideas, where it's like. Oh shit, that song makes sense, you know? <laughs> like everything everything has its own story or something, you know? But like I think a lot of my criticism, my criticism of music today is a lot of it just captures a mood and doesn't really complete like a story or like a beginning, middle and end and it's just like happy to just be in this lull mood and like just repeat the same lyrics over and over and over again and just be fucking lazy as hell. Yeah. So fuck you. Oh. Yes. Get in there. Get yeah, in I there, mean, bitches. Bob Lefsetz talks I'll about smack that. Smack that bitch out, man. Yeah, I mean, I guess the word yeah. bitch is like such a detrimental word. It could almost be anything. It could be like white men. Smack my bitch I up, think. I think know? it's like <clears throat> the gimp. Like everyone's got their gimp and yeah. they just got to smack them up inside, you know? There you go. But they sh- the gimp is really themselves, you know? So that once they take that fucking gimp mask off, they're going to be like, oh shit, <laughs> I just smacked myself up. There you go. I'm the bitch. Fuck. Yeah, the inner your inner bitch. Because yeah. it does say my bitch. It's not yeah, yeah. that bitch or I think that's what the song is about. Yeah. Right? It's you know, so we've re- I think we've relieved that point of tension for a lot of people. Right. With that interpretation. Just I, taking I, it away from the political, you know, and it's just like it's all about yeah. your individual and it's about challenging your perspective, right? Because yeah. I can say something outlandish like uh, the earth is flat. And, you know, personally, I don't believe that. There are people who do. You might be one of them, but I don't think so. I think, you know, honestly, even if they say they believe that, like, I don't even believe that people believe what they say they believe. So I don't even, why should I even listen to something like yeah, that? Well, you know, I don't even need to listen to that. It doesn't get... If everybody in the world were like me, that would actually get no views. I would just be like, <laughs> okay. Right. But so what? I don't care. <laughs> okay, maybe it's flat. So? So what? Just- what? What now? I got to be like so fucking scared and shit now? Like, I don't care. Maybe it's flat then. Is it flat? I don't know. Maybe it's round now. Well, at least it will challenge your belief system. And that's a good part of it, you know? Yeah, it just it reaffirms my belief system where I'm like, oh, this these guys like just want to fucking get a rile up, you know? They just think this is cheap, cheap laughs, you know, cheap, cheap thrills. See the views count go up. Be like, see, I know how to manipulate the populace. Yeah. See, I know how to get in people's heads. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you can get in people's heads if you want to be evil. It's not that hard. Just go out on the street and fucking murder someone. Like, why don't you just do that, you fucking pussy, if you're going to be like that, you know? It's amazing that stuff doesn't happen more often. I just want to mention that. You know, I think it's because people this- are pussies at the end of the day. They're happy to do it online where they could be anonymous and get, like, a cheap drill, whatever. Yeah. And But they won't do it in real life, which, I mean, I guess it's good. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a really fucking annoying life to live when you have all these stupid little assholes, like, running around, like, you know like little gremlins and shit and like we do, we do nothing but to empower that because we're like sheep we're like i don't know what we can do how are we gonna get rid of this like i don't know like yeah it's like no let's keep what we have now at yeah. least it kind of works it kind of works it's like sure 
Man. It's this a lot is of that is we're a, sad. Dude. It's really an American problem, I think, a lot of that. You know, not that it's that it isn't happening in other places. I just think this whole vibe of being selfish, keeping to yourself, not communicating with other people. You know, people will run into you rather than just say, excuse me. No. Like, the the tide has changed. I don't know if that's, you know, reality television and the, these kind of, like, trashy programs that people are addicted to. I don't really watch it, so I don't know. I can't really comment on it. But I do notice there's kind of a, a boiling point that's happening, and I'm not really sure what's going to happen, what's going to come next. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess, I mean, that's what I'm excited about, you know? Like... Let's see what happens next. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited. I'm really ex- No, I'm actually not excited at all. I'm just totally bullshitting you. Like, because right. I'm just like fucking jaded as fuck. Right. You know? Well, you know what's great is when someone reaches out about the podcast and they're like, I really relate to what you said about, you know, XYZ. That's a good start because what we're trying to do here is partially just get a conversation going about stuff that we're thinking about in society because you never get access to people's inner thoughts. People are afraid to express themselves yeah. or share their feelings and whatever. And and we're trying to not be uh, uh, negative about it or complain or be sarcastic or, or really make fun of it at all because it's really serious. And, um, you know, like it's, it's, it's very, very serious to, our ability, ability to achieve success. Um, because if we don't, if we don't paint things in such a way that inspires people towards success, um, then there will be no success. That's a good point. So what is success? We've been exploring this topic. And I think today I feel like success is, you know, I kind of had a rough morning. I'll just share this little anecdote. Like I... Okay. I woke up. I didn't feel like great. You can probably hear my voice. I'm a little stuffed up. Yeah. And um, I took some pseudoephedrine, which I'm not really excited about because I don't like taking pharmaceutical drugs. But um, kind of cleared me up. And then I dropped my phone into my cat's water bowl and immediately yeah. got it. It's in some rice right now. I was going to show you, but it's not it's currently available. But anyway, maybe success for me today was just getting through the day and not you know, being in a bad mood, not getting all those chemicals going. That was, that just, was amazing, man. You just you pulled know. a flip side on that motherfucker. Ka-ching! Flip side. Yeah. yeah. You just flip sided on that. So you flip flopped. Maybe success You're, is just, um, getting through, you know, that's yeah. a success in and of itself because it's real easy to just be mad and get those bad brain chemicals but going. But I would argue that you flip flop, man. If you're <laughs> feeling like shit, you got to own up to it. And only by going 110% into it are you going to come out the other side. Yeah, that works sometimes. Heaven, you know? But for someone who's been depressed before, you know, those those chemicals are real and they are addictive in your mind. And uh-huh. I just try to kind of avoid it. There is something to be said for raging, you know? And, yeah. And maybe even like, you know, in a physical way that's not hurtful to anyone else. Right, um, using maybe, your martial arts on someone. Yeah, breaking something, going for a run, you know, mm-hmm. some physical kind of real world you know, sort we of tangibility. Dope? Yeah, what if there was like places where you could go and like you just pay a little bit of money and you just break shit? There are. I've heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening and you know what it is, comment down below. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious and I probably, I probably won't look it up. <laughs> but yeah, man. 
Maybe we could Breaking do that shit. here. Yeah. Maybe we could bring someone in that just needs that kind of therapy and just. Maybe sometimes vibe. I think the the item itself might need that therapy because like it's caught in this weird. It's like Toy Story, right? Like, what does it want to do? It's like it's broken. You know, it can't really serve a useful purpose. It just takes up space. Yeah. It costs money to store. Like, takes attention away from other things. Um, we could recycle it. You know. But we could also recycle it after we break it. So that's true. Yeah, we're not saying we're we're not anti-recycling. We're just like, can we just fucking maybe we can just break it and let its soul be set free because it's stuck in this like format that we created for it. We're like created it artificially. We in our own vision, you know, we have to set it free. We have to let it just explode into all of its like you know parts and yeah know, capacitors it sort of reminds me of when people burn um sort of epitaphs or pictures of an ex when they break up or something like that it's like we don't really get much of a chance to do that just with everyday stuff because we're constantly being advertised to so we, we worship everyday stuff where it controls us like ikea like in fight club right we're like Right? Yes. Definitely. We're, we're just... But none of that matters, you know? Because you realize when stuff happens to you... Yeah, like, that... it's, it's... I mean, I have nothing against Ikea. I mean, it's fucking practical as hell. It's cheap. And it's fairly stylish if you're smart about how you choose. Um, and I don't know. I guess they seem to care about the environment, kind of. Or do they? Or do they, Ikea? Uh-oh. It's just Uh-oh. all what you make of it. You can't really make an omelet without breaking eggs. So, right. That's you know, you that's can't. the cost of business. I mean, that's the this, casualties of war. This outfit was probably sewn by small Asian hands somewhere, mm. honestly. And I don't feel great about that. Because <laughs> they probably made a quarter an hour or something. Yeah. Or less. So when you walk down the street, can you even be happy? You got to always have a little specter of you know darkness. It's kind of getting into philosophy now, right? It's like... How much do you want to really dwell on all the negative? Or do you want to live your life real just yeah, accepting you, it as inevitable? You know, yeah, yeah. that's the that's the hard part, I think. And that's why a lot of people need to go to therapy. And I think therapy is really awesome. Yeah. People have opinions and everybody has assholes too. Right? Spewing forth shit into the world. Yeah. Yeah. Verbal diarrhea stuff. Like I don't think, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, my <laughs> opinions, I mean, whatever, you know, I, I, whatever, I digress. But I digress. Yeah, I digress. Opinions don't matter, but then again, if you're in a situation where you're like, all you've known all your whole life is fear, uh, you know, that's a different kind of opinion, you know, that probably needs a voice, you know. Totally. Um, but we're kind of talking about the opinions, which are just, you know, like, cares you know like yeah awards like i think it's so stupid so i don't know if i want to go into this territory well we were gonna start talking about the state of the film and music industries a little bit kind of touch on okay that. because i think that we've seen a lot of things change in our lifetime as artists and i think that other people are seeing it too and maybe it's a really good conversation to have right. because 
you know, where are we headed? I mean, people are streaming everything now, and I still have wallets full of CDs at my house, and I love that. Yeah. But, um, you know, what's just what's the state of things, and where are we going? We just got through an Oscars where it looks like um, there's question whether Netflix films or made-for-TV films should be part of the Oscars. We got off on a technicality this year with Roma, um, with Roma, because they they had a three week run or three month run in the theater or something. So, yeah. can you speak on that? You know, you're more of a filmmaker. Um, I mean, so the thing is, but, like, for me, like, even with film, like, it's people just assume, like, oh, film get an Oscar one day, that would be amazing. But like, for me, from day one, I don't know why. Maybe because I'm just uncouth or something but i just i just was like how does that have anything to do with like what i want to do or whatever you know it just like seems to have no fucking but then whatever going through film school and everything like after a while and then like being you know trying to like do your shit in the industry you're like oh maybe i need to want these things or whatever you know but then yeah the truth is you don't you know well, how do you make a living for yourself while doing so? I don't know exactly. That's for you to figure out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just because uh, like it doesn't work for me. I don't know. I'm just concerned about what the the an idealistic fool such as myself. I, I think about like what's the truth, you know? Um, and it doesn't mean that we'll ever know what the truth is. But some things are more truthful than others, and like. I don't care if the rest of the world thinks one thing. If if I think one thing is, you know, there's certain truths where I just, I know and you don't. <laughs> you just don't know. And I don't care what your fucking opinion is. You just have no fucking clue. And one of those things that um, has come to my attention, which I don't know. I don't know if it's dangerous territory or not, is um, the... The Queen movie. Mm. Yeah, you've been yeah. complaining about that. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I've been complaining. That well, much. that's my interpretation. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, uh, I almost watched it, but I was on a plane and I sat on there for three hours and I, I kept queuing it up, but they kept turning the plane on and off trying to fix right. the airplane. Oh, so, s- so the I, universe was stopping you. Yeah, it was. It made me laugh because I remembered you uh, sort of hating on it. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know term. what? I th- I think now that I see things in the broader context, I'm not here to call you out to Bohemian Rhapsody or whoever's involved with the film or the actor that played Freddie Mercury, you know? I'm not there to call them out, you know? I'm not even out there to call out people that thought everything was amazing, you know? Um, I know like most people didn't think the movie was amazing, but they thought the, you know, spirit of like Freddie Mercury was captured or whatever. But I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like I'm an, I'm no one knows who I am. Like, you know, but I'm a singer and I know that I can sing pretty much as good as it fucking anybody, you know? And like, I've studied that shit longer than a lot of the kids that have done whatever, you know? And like, I think my broader criticism is about these, like, you know, lead singer movies or whatever, you know, like anything about Kurt Cobain, kind of a lot of them, or maybe just about Kurt Cobain and then like Freddie Mercury recently, you know, and they portray them as these like brooding, like emotional, like deep, profound characters, you know, 
And like, you know, that's as a fan. Um, and as somebody who's like now kind of tapped into, not that I've been a superstar or whatever, but I kind of see what they go through in terms of like crafting a song and like really being passionate about performing it, you know, in a certain way and, and to deliver a, a, a story within a song. Um, I mean, the thing is, what always attracted me to people like that was the fact that they were just like so fucking like carefree and like just like fun, like fun loving, like just like they were just so like able to just like go be like, fuck it, you know, like, dude, I'm going to just like break my fucking guitar or something or like, you know, just the way that Freddie Mercury would just like be so theatrical or whatever, you know, they're being fucking hams about it, too. Like if you really are paying attention the reason why it's so infectious is because they're just like doing it with such life, you know? And I feel like these fucking stupid, like, and you know what? Like maybe it's filmmakers. Like I'm, a, I mean, I guess I'm a filmmaker too. And I've actually shot film film. Um, they, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if they understand that, man. They don't understand the psyche of like music sometimes, you know, like, mm. They just get so masturbatory about the whole thing. It's just disgusting, you know? Like, just make it fun and, like, you know? Like, maybe not all filmmakers. I mean, obviously, it's infinite, right? But maybe it's Hollywood or whatever. But, yeah, man. I just can't... I can't... Watching a fucking another movie about, like, another fucking, like, rock star like that, like, it just makes you want to fucking kill yourself, you know? And, like, even if, if like, they overdose or that person kills themselves, like... That has nothing to do with what the spirit of what they were about, why they became popular, you know? And you're just tragedizing it to like fucking, you know, turn into a movie that you can like fucking make money off of, you know? So I yeah. say, you know what? Yeah, get get that fucking, that fucking dog shit turd, man. It's fucking bullshit, man. If you're going to call a movie Bohemian Rhapsody, have the whole fucking song in it, fucking movie, man. I know Live Aid performance wasn't... Whatever. Every what let me I digress, man. Let me backtrack on that. I'm sure a lot of people agree with me on that. Freddie Mercury, man, like yeah, he just he just was not captured in that, man. He just seemed like a sad asshole in that mm. movie. And that's bullshit. Yeah, it know? seems like the drama is more of the focus in some of these movies. Yeah. They don't really capture the spirit and essence of what nah. the message is. You no know? way. So I mean Maybe it's not good enough anymore to just have your message in your music. Maybe you have to live that message. Maybe. I don't know. I'm that's something I struggle with, you know. Right. It's like I used to think about Eminem when he dropped his first album. Well, not his first album, but when he dropped uh Slim Shady yeah. EP. And like he talks about like, you know, killing his wife and stuff and like <laughs> dumping her in the ocean or whatever. Uh, you right. know, or whatever it is. And it's yeah. like at that point, I was young enough to think, man, what if my grandmother heard this and it was my song? You know, like, what would, what would she think of me? And now I just don't care. I mean, I think it's cool. I think it's funny. Well, you do you think stuff. he would have gotten famous if his lyrics weren't, like, at that level of, yeah, like, of in your not. face? Of course not. So I think, you know, we have to really strive to be true to ourselves while referencing some other dope-ass shit, mm -hmm. basically. It's a struggle. Right. So, I mean, like, has it just been a consistent march towards, like, the mo just kind of being more, like, badass or offensive or just image-based or whatever? 
Well, that was uh, a story, you know. He had a story in his music, and it wasn't necessarily a true story or a positive story. But nonetheless, it was a story. Now everything's about like, check out my bling, and I got all these women around me, and like right, driving all yeah. these cars, and it's like lifestyle music. Right, lifestyle. But like, it's a lifestyle. It's like it's like no the soundtrack living. to your lifestyle. Like you know, the music like, oh, I'm living like this. I need the music that matches what I'm living right now. Have you seen? Have you heard that new Wiz Khalifa song? No, I don't know what the name of it is, but. Like the whole thing has like this kid kind of voice in it that says, "When I grow up, I want to be like Wiz Khalifa and have a uh-huh. bunch of cars and houses and buy my mom a house or something like that." And it's just, it just feels so artificial. I feel like I need to take a shower after I listen to it. Yeah, and like before, it used to be like, remember, like when people are like, "Oh, yeah, I want to get rich and like buy a house for my mom." It's like, "Oh, that's nice," you know. Like now, it's like, I don't know. I'm but, just but, like, I want to be able to buy the nutritious food and pay my rent. And, you know, that's about it. Like, if I can do that, everything else is a blessing. Okay, so what what would be your <laughs> idea of success? I'm living it right now, man. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, anything above this is, I'm, you know, I just feel incredibly lucky to be alive. Uh-huh. So for me, I've, I've been redefining success lately as just being in a good mood. Uh-huh. And, um... You know, the first half of my life, I struggled to to pay the bills and put healthy food on the table. Uh-huh. And so, you know, for whatever reason, I've ended up here. And right. uh, for me, on the spaceship. honestly, honestly, I can say this with 100% seriousness. Everything and all my experiences that I've had and a lot of the music I'm really proud of, those are things I think of as my success. And mm-hmm. I think it's really... You know, the ability to have been to basically opportunities I've had that I took advantage of, Mm -hmm. you know, that were kind of given to me and that I worked hard for. Yeah. And just being able to be there in the moment, you know, being a being a part of some uh, Grammy nominated reggae recordings and, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing tattoos of lyrics that I co-wrote on people's skin Mm -hmm. and having people tell me that one of my one of my music creations made them feel better one day or, you know, maybe even like save their life or something. That to me is success. And that's all I need. Mm -hmm. You know, saving lives is success. Right. Or to a lesser extent, just getting up in the morning, going to your job and, you know, just having good vibes and doing something that, that you enjoy on the weekends. That's, right, that's but then, enough, you know? Okay, so let me complicate the scenario for you. What if you're somebody in that kind of situation, but the, your boss is like a total fucking dick, you know, and like literally has it out for you where, but it's even to the level where like they don't give a fuck if you like literally died, you know, like they look, they like consider you like less than a human being. And you got to go into that job every day like, is this a success for you to stay in that job? Or is it success for you to get out of that job? Right? It's a good question. But can it be both? You know? I guess it depends on each person's story because it's not so simple. Right? right? It's like a whole journey connected to it. Right. And, and, and what you take from it. And there's probably like multiple decisions like that you have to make along the way. And then it's like how that all like ties together into like a fucking sinuous like whatever. Right. Because someone in their twenties is gonna be able to or gonna be willing to maybe go through life experiences for yeah, the first torture. time. Yeah. You know, when they don't really see the whole 
forest for the trees, you know? Right. But once you get a little bit older, then you realize some things about what you don't, you're not willing to put up with anymore because that's not going to make you successful. Right. Right. In your right. definition on your terms. Right. So success maybe is something that we each have to define. There's nothing wrong with finding success in picking out, you know, a good apple to eat at the grocery store or being nice and letting someone in traffic in front of you. That's success too. Mm. If you make it, if you allow yourself to feel that. Mm -hmm. I see. Dropping the mic. Yeah. I think we have a lot, a lot of uh, road to travel on this discussion where we'll probably just end up at the same place where, where we've already ended up right now. Um, Cause I, you know, I could already see myself going in another tangent to kind of describe what you're saying, but I think it might be more appropriate at a later juncture. Um, Definitely. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Let me, let me just, let me just square that question back to you. What have you seen in your industry, in the music industry, um, change and develop over the last however many years that you've been active? And how is that affecting the ways that you've had to adapt towards success? Mm, that's really a loaded question. Is it though? Yeah, it really is. Because, uh, you know... Success can mean anything almost. So I think the industry, the music industry has changed in that more people are included, but they're not getting as much attention. And the business models totally changed with streaming and live performance. People aren't getting paid as much kind of on the artist level. So that's been tough. But I also think that with the, invention of social media and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's a tool, but I don't really think it's been good. I think it's kind of been a bad, bad thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was saying today, it sort of cheapens your relationships with people. Mm -hmm. um, if you look on my Facebook from today, I'm about to delete my Facebook, by the way, that's a whole other can of worms. Whoa. Yeah. I'm definitely doing it. It's a big move, but that's a very big move. I, I'm only, I kind of heard you say that earlier, but I have to emphasize that just because that's a big move. Well, in today's world as an artist, it kind of is. And maybe I'll, right. I'll, you know, I have artist pages and stuff, but I just feel that my privacy is just worth more than my perceived sense of connection. Well, know, the thing Facebook. is like, yeah, I mean, you know, like we're like, we're on this platform, like trying to communicate with each other, I guess. But the whole fucking time, like, we just keep getting news about, like, oh, now they're out to get this from you or that from you. And it's like, okay, fine. I mean, what are you going to – I know you got some personal information, whatever, you know. How much can you – are you really going to take my soul? Like, is my soul on there or something? Like, if you got all the data on me, can you still fucking use your AI algorithm and create a soul out of that, you, you dumbass fucks? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but – I don't care. Whatever. Fine. I'll fucking use it kind of. But yeah. as soon as there's something else out there that actually makes more sense, which is really not fucking hard to do. It's pretty fucking easy. It happened when to MySpace, you know, like it happened before. Um, so, you know, one of you Silicon Valley assholes, man, just fucking like 
just make some shit up or whatever, man. Maybe I'll code some shit up, man. Maybe I'll go learn Python and shit right now and code up fucking Facebook and be like, you know what? Only my friends can be on this shit. Well, okay. So just a kind of a counterpoint to that. So why don't we just start trying to move towards a society in a world where there's more things available for us to connect in the real world? When I was a kid, I used to be able to go to an arcade and hang out with a bunch of kids my age, you know, after school. I mean, those things are around tourist towns, but most most towns in America, they don't have anything for these kids, and that's leading to stuff like hey, opioid epidemic and all this kind of stuff. So Yeah, federal government you know. should be fucking, you know, funding some arcades for people in small towns, just like, you know. You know, Tony Hawk did something really great, and he kind of noticed this problem, and he's gone mm-hmm. around and donated a bunch of money to communities. For skate parks? For skate parks. Yeah. And I've been on a few of his skate parks. There's one in Michigan that I took my little brothers to, yeah. and it was just awesome. They had a bunch of big pools to skate in, ramps. They had a bunch of rails to grind on. Yo, kids are like monkeys, man. You know, they just need to fucking, like, yeah. But if kids, Hit the jungle. But, you know, yeah. kids now, they're just Sneak buried in that. these devices, you know, as yeah. we all are. And that's one thing. When I traveled to Canada this past week, I went to Alberta, and then I went to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Yeah. And no one is, like, really on their phone there. What? It's different. And then as soon as I got back to Minnesota, everyone so, seems so closed off. Their posture is more, like, closed down. They're all on their phones. Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's a really American culture thing. And I don't know what the, the real difference in Canada is, but I just get the sense that Canadians are a little more connected. You know, Well, if really, they were just on their phone, they would probably be like, I kind of want to get the fuck out of Canada. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking cold here, and I'm just on my phone. I could be on my phone anywhere. But if they're not on their phone, they're probably like, you know what? No one's got air like us. We breathe. Real air, real oxygen, yeah. man. It's a simpler life, Woo! you know. All I have to do is breathe, and that's success. I smell success every day, every breath. There you go. You I know? wish I was more like that. Right. You know. Right. Canada, okay. man. That's why they got more talented um, comedians, um, you know, musicians. Um, pretty much they're just, you know. Anybody in colder climates, I know I'm totally generalizing here, but I just want to say it just so that we have a baseline. Um, anyone from colder climates, climates, climbs, Russia, Norway, I guess, they're fucking, um, they're absolutely brilliant life, uh, successful at life. Okay. Way to just paint you know those people with a nice broad brush yeah i'm sure they love being stereotyped even when you say something positive i'm sure they loved it yeah exactly when because I say it was positive nice everyone is. yeah maybe they were just being nice to me because they yeah they, you think they like that in canada when you're like hey they're amazingly nice people um yeah do i do that? think they like yeah that. they probably do like because <laughs> they're not dicks well, and because it's not that it's hard to not be a dick you know like we just yeah. assume that everyone's just a dick and if you're a nice person, it's like amazing. Like, oh, yeah. we finally found a good one. Like, this is a nice person. Through sure. all the shit, they managed to stay good. And that's amazing. But, I mean, a lot of people probably in a lot of places are, are like that. Because they're successful at life. Well said. 
I think Americans just kind of have this crusty, like, hard shell on the outside, but I think it's crusty especially New Yorkers, you know? New Yorkers are just constantly bombarded by the most horrifying thing you can imagine, you know? What's that? Just humanity in its best and in its worst. Uh-huh. It's Everything's right here on top of, you know, the subway ride yesterday was like, you know, one of the hardest subway rides ever because there's... Why? Some some old woman that needed a seat and all these like younger people oh, right. in their early twenties won't even get up and give this old lady a seat. And then you know, this the homeless guy is on the subway, you know, just begging for food and stuff. Is it and, a generational you know. thing? Is that a millennial thing? Is that generation Z? Can we can we make some generalizations here? I I, I don't know because I think it's a, I think it's American I, culture. We need problem. to generalize to make some sense of it. Start somewhere. I think it's Americans, or you can generalize really? about. Yeah, I mean, I New Yorkers in particular. Yeah, because well, everyone I, wants to think that they're charitable and whatever, but you know, pulling a dollar out of your pocket to give some guy on the subway isn't doing anything. It's yeah. literally not. A dollar is representative of greed and. You know, yeah, all this it's other like stuff. why you know what it, I mean. That's that's the only thing that could possibly give that will be of any value. Yeah, right. I want to I want to call out. Uh, it's a pyramid scheme. I, I mean, that's call why out I, my cousin Basil White. Uh, oh, here we way. go. Calling yeah. out. Calling out Basil White. He told me something really funny. All right, know, here we Basil. Go. I'm sorry if you if you. Uh, I mean, who's gonna hear this shit anyway? So he was like, <laughs> uh, Basil was like. Uh, you know, he said he goes up to Greenpeace people on the street. Greenpeace? You know, Greenpeace, they've got the clipboards, and they're like, excuse me, sir, may I have a moment of your time? What does he say? Like, thank you for doing what you're doing? No. Oh. His take, you know, he's kind of a cynical guy like me. He has a dark sense of humor. We're a lot alike, actually. He's a really oh. brilliant artist. Check him out. Basil White and his, uh, his music project, Death Billies, which is, um, I don't want to go too far into it, but it's it's essentially a parody band that makes country songs into like metal songs. So he'll oh. be singing, he'll do like metal country mashups. It's pretty cool. You have to check All it out. All right. But anyway, he Can said. Can you do Smells Like Teen Spirit? Yeah, probably. You there know, you maybe he I think that'll be a good ask. one for a country, actually. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. You should get in touch with him. Okay. Just be like, hey, I know your cousin. All right. But anyway, Basil White, yeah, check him Basil out. White. BasilWhite.com. So Basil said he goes up to Greenpeace people and they bother him. And uh, shames them. Shame. And forgive me if I get this wrong. But, you know, he's like, you're young and able-bodied, and you're standing out here on the street hassling me for a donation when you could be in India digging toilets or, like, you know, feeding the homeless or something with your, you know, your your young and able-bodied and bright-minded. So We need somebody with a perspective out there just fucking, like, just, like, you know, just, like, giving a little chin music to people. Like, hey. Yeah. There's we're plenty of need body. in the world, you know, and yeah. I should do more too. I mean, we all can. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's that's great. And that's a conversation we need to have. Mm-hmm. You know, what what are we doing about this? You and me. I guess we're talking should about it. Should we do anything? I mean, I don't even know I don't even know if I should do anything anymore. Um yeah. So so Man, there. So many questions. So there. We, so you know what? I'm just gonna be happy to not do anything. We came seeking. I'm answers. not happy actually. No. We came seeking answers and found only more questions. No. Unless we find success, then nothing else matters. Well, I guess that's success. You know, down the rabbit hole, more and more. Is it though? I think so. 
Maybe not, though. I'm going to wait until I get there to make my decision. Okay. It's going to be a long wait, brother. It could be. It could be. <laughs> maybe that's just where our defensive opinion lies. Well, or maybe also- just for today, because I could change my mind tomorrow. Or even, like, now. Hmm. See what happens when, when discussions go like that. Now you can't even get anywhere. Yeah, or can just, you? Can you go anywhere? You can go anywhere. Yeah. I think I think this is <laughs> something to think about. I shouldn't have laughed there because it kind of broke the spell. I'm still so, in it. I'm immersed. Yeah, I can tell. That's why I'm I'm following your lead on this much. Well, I you feel, know, I feel the vibe of it. Yeah, good job. I think I'm much more of a guy that instead of giving money to Greenpeace to save the whales, I'm much more of a guy that would like to jump on a whaling ship and or on a ship and ram whaling ships. You know, right? Uh, that's more my personality. Of course, I would never do that or anything else illegal. But um, would you do it in virtual reality? Yes. Though? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, if we what have if video we, games oh. where you're just like blowing people's brains out, I think like, that's the answer, man. Then, you know, like video game, um, virtual reality warfare, where like real life consequences come as a result. Ugh. I think that's the idea. Like, you just get like all the whatever. You know, people the the best players they could decide to play for evil if they want. You know, but well, they kind of do. I mean, with uh-huh. like drone operators now, you know, it's essentially a video game. It's a, it's basically right. The same, but do you think they're the best? Like, what are, you think they're better than like I don't know, like some Overwatch um, team? I think they're really skilled at what they're doing because these guys are flying in drones because they know like, what they're doing. They they're hardcore. They're even though they're video game players, they're 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 killing steely people. resolve because they know what they're doing. Ultimately, is right. ending a life, and they're being successful at it. Yeah, we got Obama to thank for that. Yeah. The drones. Yeah. Drones. That's scary. It's a scary world. They're yeah. coming here, people. Drones I think coming. drones are, you got to watch out for the drones, not the ones that fly, but like people can be drones. Like, you know, like yeah, dogs absolutely. could be drones. Well, like, I think it's Amazon. important to not lose sight that, you know, there's all this negative stuff and people dying and whatever, but you it's have a war. to it's focus casualties on of war. the other side of like, it is that, if you create something nice, you plant a tree, you have a conversation, you know, you reassure someone who's grieving or, you know, you help someone, you know, that is much more successful than, you know, for, to me, than maybe right. being a successful, like, military journal. What do you think about, like, comedy, making people laugh? Do you think that's successful? Like, in that Absolutely. situation? Yeah? Fuck yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> But it's if you are be, someone who's gonna be very funny soon. I hope yeah, so. It's yeah, already it's funny. become very funny. I just laugh at the most dark stuff. And people give me kind of side eye for it, but it's right. I like, but I think I like also laughing. there is a success in back to the drone thing. If you're someone <laughs> if you're someone who's, you know, flown drones into schoolhouses and blown up, you know, children in you know the, foreign the Middle Eastern you're, countries, you're fucking... then I think, you know, you have to live with that, but also you know, living with that and getting through that, and it must be awful to live with that PTSD or whatever is going to come out of that. But I don't I think- know, man. It's what like yeah. Well, I've seen like these interviews with people like where they're you know they've been some general of some like you know some sh- fucking like whatever crazy general in some country, 
and they will, you know, commit genocide, like make sacrifices of children, like eat the flesh of of their sacrifices, you know. And then now somehow they just were like, oh shit, and they just like fuck, I can't do this anymore. And then now they try to live normally, and we've seen that with like the um, Cambodian uh, genocide, you know, killing fields. Uh, I think there was the other one, the Indonesian, whatever. That's the more recent one. Um, but yeah, these people who've killed like hundreds or more, like thousands of people, maybe even. But now they just live life, and you know, in some of the documentaries, they're reenacting what they did in their former lives. Mm, that's horrible. And they're kind of like, like you know, but they're like a movie star. So it's like this uh, right. sick twisted thing that i just think is like oscar bait which is also kind of fucking stupid and sick and twisted in the same way you know like well we're addicted to violence right like this it's society like, we're like watch the documentary and like oh my god that's so fucked up it's like I mean, that deserves an oscar yeah it's like what the fuck i was sitting in the airport the other day and i look up at the tv screen and on one of them is cnn hmm. or something like that some Canadian news. It wasn't CNN, but Canadian the other news, the yeah. other one has MMA fighting on it, and these guys yeah. are just beating the living shit out of each other. It's all bloody. Uh, this guy's like kneeing this dude in the nose in the face. Like yeah. it's like, what is going on here? Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like when you live in this society, there's always that fear of like that could be you on that screen getting the shit beat out of you, and you're in this war every day where you have yeah, to, but like, those fight. people decide to fight each other. For glory. Well, if you step out into the streets and you talk to someone, you know, you're you're waging it's not really a fight, but it's at least a dance, you know. If you say hi, how's it going? It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a call and response. In the same way it's you're a, calling them out. You just saying, Hey, what's up? Right, man? right? Because they if they decide to say nothing, then it's war. Right? Or if they say, Hey, fuck you, buddy. Right. If they say nothing, they can pretend like they didn't hear you yeah. or like they were too busy there thinking about whatever, which is a common tactic that many people use. Um, yeah. Many people, many people will stoop to that level um, mm. and do that. Yeah. So maybe we got to build each other up rather than beat each other down, you know, focus on that right. success. But who are we anyway? Like, we're humans. Are you, we're right. part of the collective unconscious. Right. Are you Jason? And am I Dave? Like, even? No, like, not I'm really. I'm Wildstyle. Right. I'm DJ Sandman. Yeah. yeah. So, so, anything goes. Esquire. Buddy. Anything goes. Yeah. Tits out. Cool. Well, this has been fun. I feel like we've reached a point of um, kind of status here. Stasis. Yeah, I think yeah, stasis. We've achieved stasis. We're I think I think we've been successful at it actually. Yeah, it's been interesting so it's points to ponder. Yeah. I don't know that we found any answers. Points to punt. Did you say points to punt? Ponder. Oh, I thought you said points to punt. That's another <laughs> My voice is so stuffy. Points right now. to punt is a good one, no? Um <laughs> points to punt. Oh, I heard a new some term points for to punt. Uh, I heard a new term for when you're snowboarding or skiing and there's a bunch of like, you know, God love them, but a bunch of beginners on the hill, yeah, or whatever. Some this Canadian guy said refers to them as punters. Punters? Why? <laughs> like, yeah, there's not as many punters up there. Well, why would? Why do they punt? 
I, I don't know, what but I just, it just punt? struck me as hilarious. Because <laughs> I kind of, you know, you've heard the term like Jerry's or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, punters. Yeah. So next, next time I want to talk yeah, about... that's cute. I want to talk about um, snowboarding a bit because I'm a oh, passionate yeah, yeah, yeah. snowboarder. I was until... Yeah. Well, you still are, man. You Injury. still are. You yeah. still are. Yeah. So you're not going to give know. up on that. You still are. Yeah, we'll see. You've had the best, you know, the best care and the best... Um, not really, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm speaking for you now, Dave, yeah. so... Sh- <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I would like to talk about snowboarding because um, it's one of the great passions of my life. And I think that music is really integrated with it, too. And I can kind of... I used to crank up music in my headphones and, like, listen to mixes I was making and stuff. Yeah, and no, it's awesome. So there's just this whole I've culture of snowboarding walking, that I, I want to share yeah. with people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, walking, definitely. Yeah, walking has been my snowboarding for now. Yeah, so maybe success, you know, to leave on this note maybe is like success is when you get in that state of mind where you're just flowing with the universe, you know? And I get there through making music, practicing, singing, snowboarding, walking down the street sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but I I agree with you. Um, Thanks for for now, But... Then there would be no drama. So, yeah, only for now. I don't like drama, though. Yeah. You might like it. I don't like it, actually, but it, like a moth to the flame. Yeah, it's compelling. Um, the drama keeps coming to me because I'm the flame and the, the moth is the drama. Yeah. Yeah. When you're a flame like a phoenix rising out of the ashes, yeah, you know, it's, it's like. like get this this is the thing people don't realize about fire, man. Fucking bugs. It's annoying. Right? Reminds me, I got to finish this song. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get to it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's Over and it. out. Wrap it up. Engine room. It's Episode engine two. Room. Finalize. Sorry, I kept talking over Peace you. out. And then um, you talk over me. Okay. So, yeah. Now it's over. Until next time. See you later. Peace oh. out. See you, punters, later. Punters. Get involved in the process. Join our success at patreon.com slash engine room.
Yeah.